0: That's what she said. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Books to Gaze. Um, It's just Sam and I, and that's why this is chaotic already. My name is Alex, my pronouns are she, her.
1: (laughs) And I'm Sam, and my pronouns are she, her.
0: And And Sam is obsessed with saying that's what she said jokes.
1: um, If you have made it to season two, and you didn't realize that, you haven't been listening.
0: That's true. It's That's one of your scary. your token Samisms by now.
1: There's no... All right. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to post <laughs>
0: another story? Like, what's something that Sam always says? That part.
1: <laughs> okay. I felt called out. I was reading a BuzzFeed article the other day, and it was like, what can millennials stop saying? And it was like, that part. And I was like...
0: That was just a what can Sam stop saying article, actually. Cross out millennials, like, oh. right? In Samantha land,
1: <laughs> I was like, I feel called out. Okay.
0: Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. That's it's fun. I think it's funny that you have so many things that people know you by.
1: I know it's weird. It's weird, and it's funny because like I don't feel like I do anything that's any different than anybody else. I don't know.
0: You just have like, you just have common phrases and like very they're just you like I don't think I like repeat things a lot but I do notice when I listen to the podcast like I do that a lot before I start my sentence Mm -hmm. um but that's it like I don't really say a phrase this like you have like a good like five or six that you repeat
1: I feel like I can tell when you're really excited about something because your voice changes and I'm like oh Alex is interested in this or when I feel like you are not interested in the conversation at hand i'm like
0: (laughs) oh i know when you're not interested because you stop talking and then you just sit there and then occasionally (laughs) you let out a few yawns and i was like okay sam's over this part (laughs) i'm so sorry i i do you do notice sometimes because i remember we were recording something and i was saying something and you were whispering like act excited and i was like i I thought i was yeah oh that's so funny the things you get to know about each other when you talk at each other for hours a week
1: oh my gosh it makes me laugh and can I tell you weeks that we don't talk I'm like where's Alex I feel like (laughs) need to tell her everything
0: I haven't been Uh, brutally beaten down this week let me give her a call my ego is way too high let me bring it down gotta get it in check gotta call Alex she'll poke 10 holes in my ego bubble I'm here to be anyway. the, the mean friend. Okay. Uh, yeah. Sam, what's giving you life
1: this week? Hey, First of all, I don't say it like that. So <laughs> check your tone. Um, oh my gosh. So I, I don't know if you can hear whining, but I have a dog who is outside. Um, <sighs> I am in the process of trying to figure my life out the river i live on the river i live on a in a tree house on the river which is super awesome um but we the river is flooding and every day is just a different like answer like yesterday we were kind of hopeful that i wouldn't have to leave today is a different day and it's like you need to get ready like you need to be prepared um and which i am prepared like i'm packed but what's kind of giving me life is every day I'm just kind of enjoying my house a little bit more because mm-hmm. I'm going to have to move in with my parents. So every night I'm just like, this bed is wonderful. Like drinking a beer and watching TV that does not have commercials and playing on my phone that has internet is wonderful. Because um, my parents
0: have no, none of that. How do they not it's have internet? <laughs> Hi. <laughs> How do they not have internet?
1: Um, because they live out in the middle of bumfuck nowhere. It's the worst.
0: That's off. Oh, there's Chris. I was like, I haven't heard him. Um, Surprise. So when do you leave?
1: Um, I'm telling you, it is kind of up in the air. It's like, to. I took off Monday for in the case that I had to leave. And then I told myself, if I don't have to leave Monday, I'm still taking off and I'm still just going to enjoy my day um because I feel like I need it
0: hmm
1: we're hitting that like rough patch you know of life <laughs> yeah and so I'm taking off a day and and yeah so just I'm reading you should see me in a crown and it's so flipping cute yep. I'm almost done with it and so it's just little things little things um what's giving you life this week alex
0: okay so mine is um giving me life but also was a little bit of a rough patch um if you um follow me on my bookstagram you would know that i am in a covid vaccine trial for novavax so it's not one of the ones not one of the two that are out right now but i'm sure it will be out soon this is its last trial anyway I was supposed to get vaccinated through my job. We didn't have, they canceled it because they ran out of vaccine. So I did the trial um, and I, (laughs) um, I was pretty sure I got the vaccine three weeks ago, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I don't know, three weeks. And then I knew I would need to wait for the second dose because that's the one with more side effects. To be, like, completely sure right. I got it. But either way, it's a crossover study. So I get a round of whatever I didn't get this time, next time. But um, I definitely got the vaccine. So I'm very excited because I am now officially vaccinated. However, that second dose did knock me out uh, for, like, a good 36 hours. It's worth it. But definitely, like, keep Tylenol on your system. It It's not wonderful, but it is worth it. So... Happy about that.
1: So can I ask, did you go to work this that 36 hours?
0: No, I knew to take off the day after because my boss had a rough time and then my coworker also had a pretty rough time the first night. Mm-hmm. Um, and I took off this week for fun cause I have a lot of sick hours. So I was like, you know what? I'm just taking the whole last half of the week. Um, but That's I'm so really good. glad I did that. Cause yesterday, like Tuesday night, it was rough. Like I was up all night. And then yesterday, I was just so tired and achy that I laid in bed all day, but I feel fine today, so. it's Good,
1: I'm so glad.
0: Yeah. Um, Um, I'm excited for everyone else to get the vaccine one day.
1: So, good news. Um, DeSantis came out and said that the next round will be for teachers. And so, um, today, I had a very rousing conversation, like in the... Um, sorry, I don't know if you can hear that. That is Cindy trying to dig her way into my house. Um, but we had a very rousing conversation about if we would get the vaccine or not. And it truly made me sad how many teachers were like, no. And I was just like, are you kidding me? Because what's scary is like, I don't worry about myself, but I do live very close to my grandparents. Right. Um, my grandmother has diabetes, um, and it's just—it scares me. It scares me, and just the fact, the amount, have just kind of said like no.
0: Yeah. Um, I do find me. that interesting too. I work with two nurses, and out of our whole nursing staff, they—they're not getting the vaccine, and I'm like, guys, you're like medical professionals, and we work in infectious disease, like. Our boss helped, like, was working on all the vaccine trials. Like, why would you not get this? And, like, one of them tried to, like, tell me, oh, it can cause, like, breast cancer. I'm like, this is not true. Like, and also, I just find it, even Dominic has said at his work, like, a lot of the ER nurses are choosing not to get vaccinated. I'm like, you're working in the emergency room. Like, this is where the COVID patients are going and you've been overwhelmed and you're not... Like, yes, the vaccine, you can still get COVID, but it would be less serious. And I don't, I just don't, I don't understand, but. I don't get it. I I love science, so (laughs) I just wouldn't understand. It,
1: It truly baffles me. Like, we've had so many, and the teacher that I teach with, Grace, lay down. Sorry, guys. The teacher that I teach with. Um, sorry, guys. My dogs are full on making out behind are. So <laughs> I am watching it
0: happen. <laughs>
1: um, there's a teacher I work with who's also a nurse and she said she is not getting it. And I just don't understand. I'm just ready for life to go back. Maybe not to normal, but I'm ready to be able to not feel guilty going somewhere. Yeah. Like, I'm sure that you know, masks are here to stay, which we are okay with.
0: Um, it's interesting because but- I've been, I've been watching a lot of um, bo- like disabled bookstagrammers talk and they make really valid points about like, you know, so many people want to go back to normal, but for us, like this, this was never normal and this is even less normal. Mm-hmm. And like my hope too is for that community that we learn like, we shouldn't go back to how it like I would like to go back to like not being afraid to leave my house. But right. My hope is like people take things more seriously like disabilities and chronic illnesses and like yeah maybe we should be wearing masks like they do it in other countries when they're in public simply because it keeps other people safe. Like you know yes. let's promote better public health so that we don't have to you know, ever be in, like, a lockdown situation if we don't have to be. Ever again. Yeah. I think there needs to be um, some restructuring.
1: Also, I will say I'm kind of low-key happy about masks because I can't wear lipstick because I have weird lips. Um, and I look like someone's creepy grandma with, like, lipstick stuck on my teeth. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. I get lipstick on my teeth. I think it's because I bite my lips so much. Hmm. But, like you know, honestly, it's a fashion statement. It's a vibe. I'm here for it.
0: I like not I'm having to smile it. or look like any type of way. I mean, I like my lips, but I also don't wear a lipstick, so.
1: Um, oh. <laughs> me neither. For the reason I said above. Um, Give me chapstick any day. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe that just decides like what type of gay we are right there. Yeah. Chapstick gays.
0: Yeah. We're not lipstick (laughs) lesbians. We are chapstick gays. Okay. So what is your last read, current read, next read, Sam?
1: Um, Oh, you're going to roast me. Oh, I'm not ready to tell you. (laughs) Oh, I'm not ready. Okay. Um, so technically I'm going to count. You should see me as a crown as my last read because (laughs) I'm almost done. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I just knew if I didn't let them in, we were going to scratch the whole time. Um, but I would count You Should See Me as a Crown. It's my last read. My current read is A Court of Silver Flames. Ugh. I knew it. <laughs> um, Actually, I have a really good friend who, not on Bookstagram, but should be, Morgan. And she was, like, messaged me, and she was, like, oh, my gosh, I just finished, like, um, the court – series like i need you to read them and i was like i read the first three and she was like okay well i'm sending you the novella and the other one like the new one and i was like oh and she was like i just need someone to talk to and so i was like okay she can talk to so, a thousand
0: people on bookstagram about <laughs> it
1: um so i'm doing that one and then i'm gonna start detransition baby so that'll be my next read
0: i am Compared- so excited for you to read that um I when I finished it I had a very long discussion with Tab about like all my thoughts about it oh I'm excited um what's Tab's reading you've really got her into some books I got her to read A World Between which she finished um she's 20 pages maybe into Cantoris right now so (laughs) we're working on it her. I asked her. her I said when was the last time you finished a book and she said college so I'm like good job, <laughs> good right. job. I'm like furiously you... I'm like reading 12 books but I'm like this is we're not book chaming here like I'm just proud that you read one finally that I give have
1: her some read. credit give her some love um, okay so great. what is your current last or your last, last current next
0: the last book I read was Detransition Baby I did end up really liking it I wasn't sure the whole time if I was going to like it, but then I did. And it, I think, mm-hmm. even if you don't, it brings up a lot of interesting conversations. So I think it's a good book. Um, currently, I am reading White Tears, Brown Scars, How, like, White Feminism Harms People Women of Color. Um, I'm also learning a lot in that. I feel like it is causing me to reckon a lot with some of my behavior slash behavior when i was younger very good um i was feeling very non-fictiony so i read yeah. that i was gonna pick up malice but then i was like no i really want to read this um so my next read will probably be malice oh are you gonna start the
1: chat with jg and megan
0: yeah and i'm gonna leave you out of it until you pick it up
1: All right. I'm going to be really jealous because I want to read it.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I say I'm going to start it, but there's also, I had like something in my head that I wanted to start too. And I forget. I did buy The Echo Wife by Sarah Gailey. So I kind of want to. (gasps) Did you? Okay. So I kind of want to
1: talk to someone and figure out if that's the first Sarah Gailey book I should read because I heard their books are amazing. Oh, you haven't read any. Actually, I take it back. I read Upright Women Wanted.
0: Okay. Yeah, I love that one. That I'm you to read that. It's just like, I wish it was longer because I felt like there was a whole story there. But um, When We Were Magic was my first gaily book. And that was great. Um, but Casey really loved The Echo Wife. And... Okay. I feel we love like... Casey. Yeah. And like, whenever she wrote her review about it, it was like, oh, the twist or the ending like really... Did I, so it just sounds like maybe it would be really good. So I don't know what I'll yeah. read. It. It's always a mystery. Um, okay. <clears throat> so we have some specific, if you've been on bookstagram lately, a few people have, instead of doing like an ask me anything, has have done like a, what are your specific thoughts on? And then they ask whatever topic. I did it today. I did and, it. Yeah. People are asking me like, what are my specific thoughts on eggs? <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I don't know, but I'm going to think about this now. Um, I'm thinking
1: about this
0: now. So I wrote down some funny ones, some serious ones for Sam and I to answer. Um, I'll start with some easy ones. Sam, what are your specific thoughts on potato chip flavors? That's courtesy of JG.
1: Okay. I'm going to say something and it's going to be shocking. I don't love potato chips. I'm not like a salty type of girl. I'm more of a sweet type of girl. Mm. Um, so, every once in a while, I'll crave a potato chip, but I'm not like I need potato chips in my house at all times. Does that make okay.
0: sense? Yep. Do you have a, a um, specific flavor that you feel passionate about if you were to eat a potato chip?
1: Dill pickle. Dill pickle uh-huh. chips.
0: All right. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening to the books. This is our last episode. Bye. <laughs> Do you don't know have potato chips? I don't know that I've had them, but I would not pick that over like every other flavor.
1: Okay, it's almost like salt and vinegar ones. Like, they're so good. Do you not like the salt and vinegar kind?
0: No, I love salt and vinegar potato chips.
1: It's like salt and vinegar.
0: I feel like we're just going to okay. this whole episode.
1: <laughs> Question. Before we move, are you a, it has to be Lay's potato chips? Or are you a, it doesn't matter, it can be any type of potato chip?
0: No, I don't care. I'm um, potato chip open.
1: Yeah, Look I'm also you. open There's to pan chip a <laughs>
0: <laughs> This is a fucking mess. Um, yeah, I don't... Whatever the flavor of the potato chip doesn't matter to me. I love the potato chips for who they are inside. Um
1: Um, Can this be the pan-chip-a-wolf? Can that be the title of our podcast?
0: No, not unless you want us to lose every follower we have. Someone's going (laughs) to message us and be like, I really love that part. I loved when Sam said that, and I'm going to block them. Um, (gasps) Jane! (laughs) I like, let's see, I like sour cream and onion, cotton and vinegar, uh, sour cream and cheddar. I like um, regular potato chips. I like... The only potato chips I feel like I really don't like right now or ever are barbecue flavored. Like, just not a fan.
1: Okay, I'm also not a fan of Cape Cod chips. Like, they are weirdly crunchy. I like them. Yeah. I don't like it.
0: All right. This was a strong one out of the gate. Okay, I'm going to give you another one. What are your specific thoughts on pizza toppings? And are you a deep dish or New York style fan?
1: New York style. For sure. Agreed. Um I am actually you're gonna hate me. Oh well, you're not you're gonna hate who asks this. More question? than I already
0: do? Just kidding.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um I it's have a two joke, everyone. Types. I love Sam. <laughs> I have two types of pizza. I have the pepperoni, mushroom, jalapeno peppers.
0: Okay, we're on the same page. Yeah
1: or i have pepperoni cheese pickles either okay one. i've actually
0: seen you post that and i did want to block you okay
1: uh, all right so what is yours What is wait
0: yours? when did you start like did a pickle fall into a piece of pizza one time and you're like oh that's actually good like what made you put a pickle on a piece of pizza
1: okay this is a story okay um i was in high school and there is this place called the sub shop which is right next to our our place and they do um subs and i always get a pizza sub with extra cheese mushrooms peppers and onions because they do the red onions and i like red onions same and i don't like the white onions i don't want white onions on my pizza (laughs) um and so anyways usually like that's what they do well one time a girl who was making it put pickles on accident because they were right next to the thing and they, she just grabbed them and threw them on and they were not jalapenos. They were pizza on my pizza set, or they were um, pickles. And uh, she gave it to me. I was like, Oh my gosh, this is weird. Like this has pickles in it. And they have homemade pickles. Like they make their own
0: pickles. Oh, that's good.
1: And I was like, this is the greatest sandwich of my life. And so, anytime I get a pizza sub from them, they know it's me because
0: I order it with pickles. Mm. So, yeah. mm-hmm. You know what? I'm not opposed to trying. I like pickles. So, I feel like I would try that. Um, I will. And it's a, it's a very, like, different,
1: like, it gives a, uh, it's just so good. Like, the sourness of a pickle and, like, the crunch of a pickle on your pizza. Mm-hmm. It's so
0: good. You know what? I'm open to that idea. Real quick side. Do you like spicy things? Yes. 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 I love spicy things. Me too. Um, I would agree with your pepperoni, mushroom, jalapeno peppers. I don't always put jalapenos on my pizza because Dom and Tab hate spicy things. But I really love mushrooms on any pizza. And then I kind of change it up. Uh, This place nearby puts meatballs on their pizza. It's fucking great. Oh, I'm um, in. Yes. Yeah. I like, and I don't like sausage, but I'll put meatballs everywhere. Um, and then I can like do different veggie. I like banana peppers sometimes if I want to like be a little spicy. Okay. I do like banana peppers, but I don't want
1: banana peppers and jalapeno peppers. That has to be one or the other.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Too many, too much.
1: Yeah. Um, and I really love spinach on mine, but not every pizza place has spinach to put on theirs. So.
0: I like yeah. good spinach. I wilty spinach makes me feel weird, so I don't know. I like like dry spinach better. Got it. All
1: right. I'll I'll pick up on that. Okay. Okay. All right. Next question.
0: All right. <clears throat> Sam, what are your? <laughs> Sometimes I just know asking you a question is going to be funny. What are your specific thoughts on sex toys? All right. Um, <laughs> interpret, and- that, interpret that however you may. How about let's do what are your <laughs> thoughts on sex toys solo and sex toys with a partner?
1: Okay. So I love, I'm a big fan, big fan of sex toys. If you listen to the podcast, you will hear me read a comment on the Tracy's dog. Um, I really do love them. I don't normally use them when it comes with a partner. Like, it's usually a solo act because I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. That's it.
0: That's how I feel. What about you? You don't have specific thoughts on toys with people? Like, how do you feel about wearing a toy with a partner? So, I have never used a strap
1: or Mm. have been strapped. I can't help it. That was funny. Um, yeah, so that is something I've never done. Um, I don't love penetration, and please don't listen um, all the time. <laughs> like, it's not not my favorite. It's not my brand. I don't... It's not all the... You know?
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> you. It feels like you're oh. speaking about it. <laughs> okay, your turn. Um... I don't really, I'm not someone who uses them individually. Um, I think a lot of it is pure like laziness. Like it just takes a lot of time and I don't want to like be responsible for like cleaning things and like putting things away. Like, um, with a partner, I'm all for it. I, um, will use one on anyone oh not on anyone that's a, I don't <laughs> Alex I is open
1: for business anyway um,
0: anyway I have used them I have they have been used on me not as often because I would prefer to be the user um of
1: course you would. that does not surprise me <laughs>
0: uh it's, you know my deep-seated control issues um excuse me you're not wearing it right um
1: excuse me <laughs>
0: What are your specific thoughts <laughs> on my control issues? Um, let's not get into that. Uh, no, I'm a big fan. I think there are certain things I probably wouldn't experiment with, just, like, mm-hmm. hard limits for me. Um, but, yeah. If, what are these
1: hard things? Go deeper. Like, so anal beads.
0: I'm not, like, interested in anal beads, you know? Like, it's never
1: – Yeah.
0: If, if my partner was really interested in them, great, but – I don't need them used on me. Like those Benoit balls people talk about. I don't really think I care about those. They're just certain things I'm like, sure. I, is the I'm Benoit
1: sure. balls? Is that what you put inside of you and you're supposed to like hold it all day?
0: Yeah. Ah, I don't know. Oh, yeah. it, just, it doesn't seem fun. And I feel like too much stimulation is almost painful. So... Yeah, so like, I like walk a fine line. I'm very sensitive. So like I, if, but if someone I'm with wants to use things, like I'm fine trying things out, but I just know usually I'm pretty like spot on about what I will like and not like. So I just will say no if I don't want it used on me.
1: That makes sense. Yeah. Um, I feel that way too. I feel like just, I don't want to say recently, but probably in the past two years, I've been able, like, okay, that's not something I'm into, and I don't want to do that. Yeah. Because usually I would like, okay,
0: <laughs> yeah, and just kind of like let it happen. Right here.
1: Yeah. Like anything. All right, we'll try once. Um. But yeah, now I'm just kind of like, okay, I'm 30, and that doesn't sound fun. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. I have a more specific question. What is your opinion on queer? women who say that other that people who use strap-ons are not like gay enough or why would two women or two women with vaginas use a strap-on if they're gay i've heard and am oh. because i've heard like popular youtube lesbians specifically lesbians say like why would you use a strap-on like why would you simulate that with a penis if you don't even really like penises so what are your thoughts on that Weird, oh, how problematic down. that is! Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I listened to a TikTok here recently, and it made me laugh so hard because it's a girl, and the guy was like, "Um, she like duetted it, and he was like, so like, what's the difference between a strap and a man?'" And she was like, "Hmm, it doesn't come in three seconds. Um, <laughs> I can take it on and take it off. I can pick the color." Um, I can pick the link. I can pick, and it, she just, like, went down the line, and she's like, can you do all that? Yeah. No, sit your ass down.
0: And I can pick who was attached like, to.
1: That part. And I think that's so important. Like, I think people say that. I don't know why people say that, but I think it's really important to stop. And realize, like, are we open learning or are we closed
0: learning? And that mm-hmm. feels very close-minded, like to say that. It's Not I, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't like it because I also feel like sex toys aren't just queer. You know, like there are straight yeah. couples or couples where one partner has a vagina and one partner has a penis, and they also use strap-ons. Like, it's not just a queer thing. And um, have you not watched Broad City? That's yeah. like my
1: favorite episode.
0: There are a lot, of, there are a lot of women that wear a strap on to peg their men, um, and that doesn't mean that they wish they were a guy or that their their significant other wishes they were a guy. I think I saw like a TikTok one time that someone was like, it's the source, not the. Fo- I don't know. Basically, it's like it's not, and I've tried to explain it to people. It's not necessarily like the penis or the sim- like the the simulation that it's a penis. Like I don't really think about it like that. And I'm not wishing like a man attached to it. Like it's attached to the woman that I'm dating and it's about the sensation, not like what it's coming from.
1: Yeah, for sure. And also like, I, I feel like a lot of times people reduce sex to just like an act Mm -hmm. and to look at it and be like, it's not just that. Like, for, and I feel like when men say that, or even some lesbians, like you're reducing sex to just an act, like, oh, so it is just like, yeah, just that. And it's just you know like, I
0: mean? or they just see like penetrative sex as real sex. Like, right. Anything can be real sex. If you say it's real sex, like it's really just up to you.
1: True. That's true. And as long as it ain't hurting nobody or anything, keep on baby. Exactly.
0: Um, okay exactly. Sam what are your specific thoughts on DNFing a book or for people who sure. don't know that means not finish you, you start a book and you decide to stop reading it for whatever reason because you don't like it
1: it says you're not fuck with <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I'm a big fan big fan just did it to Matt Higgs the Midnight Library never finished <laughs> next uh I, also- I did it, so- Go on. Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was going to say, I think it's so dumb when people are like, oh, like, if I'm, fin- I'm halfway through it, like, I need to finish it. No, there are too many good books out there.
0: Yeah, to make yourself miserable. I agree. I have 150 books sitting on my shelf to read. I don't need to finish one that I'm not excited about. Sometimes that I will, hard. like, put it down, and I'm like, maybe it's just not the right time. But then there are other times when I'm reading something, I'm like, oh, I'm never going to like this. And then I just get rid of it.
1: That part. That part. If
0: it's right. easy enough That's- to finish, I'll finish it. Like if it like the Midnight Library I didn't love, but it didn't like it was fine. So like I just finished it, but if it was if I was like slogging through and could barely pick it up, I'd be like, No, it's fine.
1: Um I also am very much a mood reader. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm mm-hmm. not in the mood for it and I don't want to read it, like it is slogging. Yeah. So you, yeah, the midnight library wasn't hard and it wasn't horrible to the point where I was like, but I just didn't want to read it. And I was like, why would I make myself read this book?
0: You're and not missing it. much. It wasn't that great.
1: I know I went to book club. I heard.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. What are your specific thoughts on reading more than one book at once?
1: Oh, for sure. Everyone's got to do it, except just make sure that you can remember what's happening. Um, I am, I've made myself not pick up to the same genre so that I don't mix things up because I'm the worst about mixing things up. Yeah. So like if I'm reading a huge fantasy, I won't pick up any more fantasy.
0: No, that would be confusing.
1: (laughs) Right. Too many many worlds. I mean, like, and if you can do that, do it, but I can't, so.
0: Yeah, I would agree. That's a that's that's a good tip. I usually will read a nonfiction and a fiction at the same time because I read nonfiction slower and I don't mind taking like longer breaks from it, but I can like speed through a fiction book.
1: Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um I do Sorry. So <laughs> I do an auto like an audiobook for the month. And right now I'm doing, like, Here for It by R.K. Or no, R- R- Eric, Eric Thomas. Thomas. <laughs> Thomas. R.K. Burns. I don't know who that is. But, um, and I've been reading books, like, throughout it all. Mm-hmm. But I, like, usually I want nonfiction to be read to me because I feel
0: like it's, like, a podcast. Oh. And I can pause and pause. That's a good idea. I, I wouldn't have thought about using that as, um, like, a audio thing. Mm-hmm. Hmm, I should try that. And I think I get audiobooks.
1: And usually like memoirs are done in their voice. It's amazing. Like I need you to do Cameron Espositos and do it and listen to
0: her. It's amazing. If it's in the author's voice, I will. I hate like dry narrators or who were like too reedy, like yeah. and then she went to the ball. Like I want it to be read to me like we like we talk here, like a conversation. Um,
1: I will tell you, I only do it if the author reads it to me or if like a celebrity that I know their voice is good.
0: Yeah. That's a good point. I could Daisy, probably listen to Daisy Cameron, Jones you know. and the Six
1: was amazing. Who's? Daisy Jones and the Six. Oh. Because it's done in like 10 different people's
0: voice. Right. To alternate the.
1: It's so good. I
0: should try. I should try one. Yeah, you should. Okay, next question. Okay, what are your opinions on vans versus converse?
1: Um, I own a pair of vans, so converse it is.
0: Wow. What about you? What are you? I don't know. I don't wear close toe shoes because uh, I don't like them, and also I find anything with a a back on it, it makes my ankles blister and I know people are like you just have to wear it in but I don't believe in that um if it hurts me I don't want to wear it in I will want to throw it up and go back to my sandals um but okay, so I, I have
1: a question what about if it's cold outside
0: I usually still wear sandals or I have I have boots boots don't bother me
1: oh because they're high
0: yeah I don't but it's like anything with a sneaker even like flats they just like my I will have the worst blisters after, like, five minutes. So, like, cute work sh- shoes, I have to get, like... Like, I wear a lot of those open backs, but, like, the closed front shoes. I don't... I don't know what I'm fucking talking about. I'm bad at shoes. I'm bad at fashion. Wait, wait,
1: question. Hmm? So, what do you use, like, whenever
0: you work out and stuff? I have a pair of sneakers, but also I don't work out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> that's easy to avoid if you don't do, um, but... Usually, actually, when I would work out at home, I just don't wear shoes. I am, like, fully, like, a Florida person where I... Even go walking around outside, I don't wear shoes. So, like, Tab likes to make fun of me and say I always have, like, dirty trailer feet. But I just don't... It's so difficult for Yeah, I just don't have shoes. That's just how I was... I just ran outside with shoes. What do you need shoes here for? Um, but... I have one pair of sneakers, I have two pairs of boots, and then I have flip-flops, so.
1: Got it. Interesting. I yeah. feel like I just learned something new about you.
0: Yeah. I do. I think I would say Vans. I like the look of Vans, so if I were to wear a shoe, I would pick Vans.
1: Okay, but I don't love how thick the sole is of Vans. Like, they're, like, that big. And yeah. I'm just like, oh, they I are need big. that big of a deal.
0: I like,
1: like I high top weird. Converse though. Oh, me too. Me too. I have two pairs of Converse. Um, the only thing about Converse, really, okay, I'm gonna say that I'm a kids or mm. Burke high Lesbian because I oh, it's Megan. Um, I don't love how like thin Converse are. Like they're for like really like long thin feet, and I have really fat feet like wide like think of a hobbit a little hairy like that's what we're working with um and so hobbit feet don't really work out with converses mm. but burks for sure
0: for yeah sure. i have burks
1: um it is it it is my goal this summer to get the kind of burks with the straps on the back and my mom is like
0: no and i'm like yes you're gonna <laughs> a full lesbian on us Surprise! <sighs> Ugh, okay. Um, what are your specific thoughts on reading diversely?
1: Uh, hell yes. It needs to be done. <laughs> um, Our thoughts are so simple tonight.
0: Yes. No. Yes. Yeah. Chucks. Yes. No.
1: So it's really funny. Um, I've been listening and watching a few people's stories and stuff and like Melanated Reader and a, It's a Bookish World, which is mil- um, a million. Have been like, don't just read a month. Like, keep reading your black like your black books.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that was something I told myself that this month I was, I mean, like I was gonna read, but I'm not. It shouldn't just be sector to a month. To yeah, me. like it I agree. Be the whole year. So like, I'm not going to post a stack of all the black authors I read this month and say like, oh, like this is so great. And if that's what you do, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. But like, I just feel like I want to make it a effort to always and not just make it a, oh, it's February, it's Black History Month. I need to read seven black authors so that I can say that I've read 10 this year.
0: Yeah. I would agree with that. I think Following a more diverse bookstagram crowd has helped me diversify the books I'm picking, which I appreciate because I love all the books I'm reading. And I don't know that I would have found them um, if I were to just like walk around a bookstore. Like I think sometimes you can say like, oh, I'm not consciously choosing authors of color or something, but I think you should because I think if you naturally gravitate toward white authors and you don't really think about why, I think you need to like challenge that Um, that behavior and like consciously choose the authors. But I would agree that like, I think there's a performative aspect to like, oh, here's my stack of black authored books for black history month. I read these or I'm going to read these. And then whether you do or don't, like you can say that you posted and you like, look, I did it. But like, if you're reading diversely all year and posting about it, it speaks for itself. So like, if you go to, someone's Instagram and you see that they're recommending and taking pictures of books that they're reading that are written by black indigenous and other authors of color. Like um, you can tell that from their feed very clearly. And then yes. you can tell it whether it's February or it's January or July right. or November. So I just kind of hope that like, I share like more Performative or like not performative, but I share more in my stories if I like want to like post something educational or like da 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 da. And then like yeah. I let my feed speak for itself. Like you can look at my feed and see what yeah. I'm reading, and you can decide if I read diversely enough for you to follow or if I'm just like reading books about me and people who look like me.
1: And I think it is very that's something that like has hit me probably here. I want to make sure that like I'm following people who are reading diversely. Mm-hmm. Because and not to say like they're I think it is very easy to fall into the trap of reading cis white men
0: yeah. or
1: cis white women and being like, Okay, this is the only like this is like all cis white women, they're the only ones who are writing romance. Like that's mm-hmm. not true. They're you might have to actively go look but Alyssa Cole is one Jasmine Gilroy um Honey Girl Morgan Rogers just came out Talia Hilbert Talia Hilbert um and then you look at like I just think that it is very important to watch what books you're reading and the people around you and maybe just making sure that you're pushing those books because we do have such a mm, divide in the publishing companies, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, who was it that was on the podcast that was talking about, like, romance? Was it here where the romance novels, like, how they're actually the ones that were. Fun-
0: we don't know. We don't, we don't don't
1: have to. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, We had someone on the podcast that was talking about how romance novels are the most bought novels, like in Barnes and Noble and your, you know, different places. But usually it's cis white men that are put out in front of you, like the cis white Mm
0: -hmm. mystery
1: author or, you know. Yeah. Why is that? When they're not the ones that
0: are being bought. Do not know. It's interesting. I think definitely following more diverse bookstagrammers of all diversities is important because you get a different range of books. Like when I first started on bookstagram, I've said this before, I was very much in the YA fantasy niche of bookstagram. So I was getting a lot of Sarah J. Mass. I was getting a lot of, um, shit, Lee Bardugo, which their books are fine, but, um, it was like the same thing over and over and over. And now that I follow like a variety of people, like I'm seeing Mm -hmm. so many books of different genres by different authors. And it's even like, you know, I'm reading indigenous authors. I'm reading like Latin Latinx authors. Like I'm, I follow book of sin. So I'm noticing what books of mine are like Caribbean authors that I wouldn't have ever known. And even in terms of like queer diversity, like, I think people try to diversify their their books, and they read like the one popular um, gay guy book, which we all love. But like, there's also like oh, Lester. oh, I'm sorry. Are you
1: talking about red, white, and royal blue? Is yeah, that what you're saying
0: great book, great book. <laughs> but there's also like books about trans characters and books about like asexual and aromantic characters and bi characters, like you know delve a little deeper into the queerness and you can diversify too, which is something I am not like always great at. Cause I always want to read the sapphic books, but like, I think it helps to follow people. And then you can kind of look inward and question like, okay, why am I only reading or picking these up? Like let's try something different and like be conscious of my choices.
1: You know, I'm not mad at that. I would love, what if we did a month? Where, like, we were like, okay, this week we're going to read a, like, a, either a queer story or a, like, person of color that wrote a mystery. Because I feel like those are things that we don't see often. You know what I'm saying? Or a, a, even, even, like, sapphic romance novels that are the, what are they called? Like, the... Little paper ones. Mass market. Yeah, we should do that. Do a whole like do a week. We better start reading now. I know, and I was about to say, uh, (laughs) we gotta do that during the summer when I'm like
0: not dead. Oh, that's true. When you have time off. Okay, I'm gonna hit you with one last one, which is where we're probably gonna lose a lot of people. What are your thoughts on dogs versus cats?
1: Oh, I'm straight up a dog person. I, mean, I, I feel like have we have talked about that, yeah. Um, it's really funny cuz I was talking to a girl last night and she was talking about her cat, which is really great. And I was just like, oh, I'm such a dog person. Like Grizz and Sunny, I don't know how to sleep without them on top of me. And I don't know how to like if if I tell them no, like they stop. <laughs> Cats are not like that. Cats are evil.
0: Yep. A little. Oh, I don't know why I agree. Because I like, I like cats. I would choose a dog, but like there are some days that I'm like, man, cats are easier. Um, Cats are way easier. They're way
1: more independent.
0: Yes. It's having a dog is like having a toddler for the rest of your life. And I am tired sometimes. (laughs) Um, But I love dogs so much. I do want a cat eventually when I have a bigger house. So we'll see.
1: Um, would your dogs be good with cats?
0: Yeah, Penny actually, so I had a cat my whole life, but my cat lived with my mom when I went to college. His name was Stanley. He was like an orange tabby, um, very much like a dog, but Penny loved him. He was apprehensive usually, um, but they, they got along. He was not like a mean cat, but she gets really excited about cats. They don't like seeing like an 80 pound dog rush at them, but she is like, submissive enough that she backs off so she like kind of runs around them and gets really excited and hopes they'll like hang out with her and then they don't oh yeah but the boys have a cat they have a big like Maine Coon cat and we brought Kai over there because we have street cats but other than that I've never known him to interact with the cat and he like kept sniffing the cat but he didn't really do anything so I think they'd be fine.
1: Grace hates cats.
0: I'm not shocked.
1: Uh, after what you saw. Uh, (laughs) Sunny loves them. Sunny just wants them to be her best friend. Um, But Grizz is like, her. I'm going to murder you. It's really, it's unfortunate. Most, I feel like most girls I talk to are like, oh, we have a cat. And I'm like, oh, great. Mm -hmm. That's very exciting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah. So yeah, that's, it for our show today. It's very chill. Um, I'm sorry that you guys got us.
0: Some days we're just chilling, yeah. Yeah. yeah um, like this is our chill. But, you know, tune into the rest of the month. We have a really fun April coming. I don't know when this is going up. Um, actually, probably next week we talk about detransition babies, so get ready for that. Sam's going to read it. That's, wait. This is probably yep. going up the third week of March. Okay. Yeah. Uh you got time. You got time. All right, everyone. Well, cheers, queers.
1: Cheers, queers.